Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone. Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. I have a feeling we're gonna have a lot of new kind of listeners here today. So just to kind of give you a rundown about what we do, we do a show that is completely unscripted. There's no bullshit here. We have full out conversations. If you were to go back and listen to any of our other episodes, you'd see that. It's strictly conversational, all about our guest. Um, you know, no real Q&A. We have zero interest in that. Um, we just want to get to know our guests as people, as entrepreneurs, um, really whatever they're doing. And um, we we really enjoy that. We don't want a cookie cutter show. We will never have a cookie cutter show. Um, I say never, but I mean, if somebody came along and was like, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars a year, um, different story, right? But um These episodes we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing these Whiskey Wednesday episodes, hopefully once a month going forward. At least that's my plan right now. Um, I've had this dream or this vision to do these stylish shows for, God, well over a year now. And I just didn't know how to execute it. But um, we're going to start today with our friend Ryan Thompson from the 10th Mountain 
whiskey and spirit company out there in Vail, Colorado, and also a um, sponsor, partner, however you want to call it, of this show. Um, so a big thank you to Ryan for that and his support with everything. You know, it's it's greatly appreciated. Um, I guess you could call them the uh, the official whiskey of the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Um, but I also don't want them to feel obligated to anything. So honestly, Ryan, thank you so much. And everything your crew and your um, your guys and girls over there are doing, it's just absolutely fantastic. Um, this episode, we talk a little bit about Ryan. Um, we talk about how he got into things. And we also do a, a review right, right there live with him. Um, it was absolutely a lot of fun to, uh, to do that and get some feedback. And, you know, when it comes to whiskey, I'm a, not a whiskey connoisseur or a bourbon connoisseur from any stretch of the imagination. Um, I say it all the time in the reviews we've already done is that, does it taste good? Yes. No, I don't give a shit. I just want to be honest. Hey, I like this. Hey, I don't like that. You know, I say it all the time. We're not whiskey douches here. We, um, you know, we just give straight out honest opinions from a regular everyday kind of person. You know, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I just don't do the whole, oh, well, the, this, I smell notes of this and, you know, oh, I can smell the chocolate or I can smell the, this or that, or, oh, ooh, you feel that you taste that at the back. I don't give a shit. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, that's just how we roll, you know, that's just how we roll. And, you know, we're learning the whiskey business as we go. Um, and we're really super interested in it and that's it. You know, we enjoy it and that's, that's all there is to it. So, um, obviously with this first episode of whiskey Wednesday, we did have some technical difficulties, you know, Ryan and I kind of joke about it throughout the episode. Um, so if you hear out hear cuts, um, that are like kind of out of nowhere. That's why we were just having technical difficulties or trying to blend it together as best as we could to make it coherent. Um, but you know, typically with this show, it is totally unscripted. Like I said, what you hear or what we do in the episode when we record it is what you get. Um, and you know, we've had some great success with that where, you know, it's raw, it's authentic. It's, it's just a lot of fun, and um, this episode was also a lot of fun to do. So, Ryan, thank you so much um, for your time and your, you know, your love and support. We greatly appreciate it, like we said. Um, so, without further ado, everyone, I want to introduce you to our friend, the CEO and founder of Tenth Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company out in Vail, Colorado, Mr. Ryan Thompson. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, buddy, what's going on? What's going on, man? Thanks for being on tonight, my friend. Oh, of course, dude. I'm glad we could connect, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you know, this is this is um this is a kind this is the first for us. This isn't even not even a kind of. You are the first guest ever 
that doesn't have something to do with the music industry. Well, fantastic, man. I got a lot to do with the whiskey industry and those things go hand in hand. So that's, that's right. all right. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man. I'm I'm psyched. You know, first actually, first and foremost, I gotta say a huge thank you to you for being such a huge supporter of what we're doing here and you know everything you've done for us so far. Like it's it's huge. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Awesome, buddy. Absolutely, man. I like what you have going on. So it's all it's all good, man. Likewise. Thanks, man. Thanks. So, yeah. You know, this this episode is gonna be a lot different than we've ever done it. Cause it's gonna be, you know, your story and you know, a little bit of a, you know, a taste test review kind of thing. So right. um, I, I tell everybody in my reviews, you know, I have, I don't have a, you know, uh, uh, what I call in some other people in the, you know, in the internet world call, you know, whiskey douche. Um, yeah, exactly. I, right. Neither, you, know, you know what the best part is? Neither do I. So, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you could tell me, oh, this has, you know, hints of caramel and notes of chocolate. And, this, and I'd be like, great. Fuck, does it taste good? <laughs> yes or no? Like, I don't yeah. Amen much. to that, buddy. I'm the same way. So <laughs> that's all good with me. <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. I, awesome. uh, you know, everyone, I'm like, do you like it? Yeah. Okay, great. Then enjoy it. If you don't, don't, don't like it. Then let's get you something different. It's yeah, all good. That's right. So before we jump into what this stuff tastes like tell me tell me about you tell me how you got into this where you know what's your background what what is what is your story right yeah sure right um don't know how far back you want to go but i moved to the vail colorado area in 1998 and i bartended around town for four years uh living the ski bum lifestyle uh and i was 22 then so i moved here right after college I was born and raised in Houston, uh, a little time at San Diego State, then a little time at SMU in Dallas, and came up here as soon as I could. I would say I'm proud to be a Texan. I just prefer to live in Colorado. So uh, bartended around town for four years and then had an opportunity to um, take over a restaurant space. So me and a couple of buddies did that in uh, 2002, and uh, we just celebrated 20 years of that restaurant and the same two business partners there, and that's the West Side Cafe in, uh, in Vail. And then uh, about 10 years ago or 12 years ago, even I was watching what the uh, craft distillery movement was doing and uh, saw mimicking what the craft brewery movement was doing just a few, but it was a few years behind. And, and so uh, I homebrew quite a bit and uh, certainly from my bartending days and my restaurant days, uh, fell in love with whiskey uh, early on in, in my, uh, I guess in 22, 23 or so, because I, I was bartending at a pretty high-end restaurant in the in Vail Village. And so I was had a chance to taste through a number of different whiskeys there. And that's when I first got uh, the taste and the flavor for, for the brown water, so to speak. And so um, started home brewing and then distillations, then one next, the next step after uh, home brewing. So you make beer first and then you distill beer off and you make a spirit. And uh, I was like, well, hell, some of this in this town is going to make whiskey sooner or later. I'm like, you know, might as well be me, I guess. So yeah, we ended up uh, going out to Moonshine University of all things in Louisville, Kentucky. And that is, uh, we were, I was in their first class they ever did. They're, they're, thir- they're 10 years old now because it was January 2013 uh, when I first went to that class in Louisville. And that's when I got hands-on distilling uh, experience and knowledge. Uh, the first class, they call it Moonshine University. It's kind of a play on words. Their courses are three, four, five days long. Um, their first uh, course is a five-day week-long deal. And it's a hell of a lot of fun, but you learn a ton as well. And you make some great contacts within the industry. Uh, and, um, came back and, and wrote a business plan and, and begged, barred and stole as much money as I could 
And so uh, that was uh, 2013, wrote a business plan and uh, uh, started out with a 13-gallon still that uh, a friend of mine made uh, here in Colorado, just kind of on the underground. But now we're using a 500-gallon combination pot column still, 100% copper from Vendome. Uh, and we're lying down about a barrel of whiskey a day at this point. So uh, and we're nine, nine years into it. So that's a, that's a long story short there for you. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I wanted to ask because, you know, I don't, you know, obviously I've done my, my little bit of research on you because we have been talking now for weeks sure. and weeks. Um, but where does the, where does the 10th mountain name come from? Yeah, so it's named, we're named in honor of the 10th Mountain Army Division. They're one of the most active military divisions today, been in all the major confrontations over the last 25 years. They're headquartered in upstate New York in a place called Fort Drum in Watertown, which is just a few miles south of the Canadian border and about an hour north of Syracuse. And a lot of people are like, well, hell, you guys are in Colorado. Why, why the hell are you guys named after an Army Division in in uh, upstate New York, uh, but a lot of people don't know that 10th Mountain originated just a few miles south of our uh, of our area in a place called Camp Hale, and they originated in the 1940s, and they were Mountain Warfare Specific Army Division that won some very significant battles in World War II, and when they returned, uh, well, part of their training was learning how to ski, learning how to survive in the mountains, learning how to climb, rock climb, uh, etc. And uh, so they fell in love with the sport of skiing during their, their time in the 10th. And when they returned from World War II, they wanted to share the sport uh, and the outdoor lifestyle with their friends and family. And in essence, started the modern day sport of skiing, as we know. And they started over 62 different ski resorts across the country. And the ski resort that we call home, Vail, is, uh, was founded by a 10th Mountain vet. Uh, Aspen was founded by a 10th Mountain vet. Arapaho Basin was. Uh, a lot of uh, the uh, ski mountains in the northeast there where you're at, I believe. And then a lot of mountains uh, out in the Tahoe area as well. Uh, the National Ski Patrol was started by a 10th Mountain vet. Uh, Nike was actually founded by a 10th Mountain vet. So Phil Knight's business partner was a guy named Bill Bowerman, uh, who was Phil Knight's track coach at the University of Oregon uh, when he got back from uh, World War II. The National Outdoor Leadership School, the Knowles Experience was started by a 10th vet. Uh, Petzl Climbing Gear was started by a 10th vet. A lot of the uh, ski, the shape of skis and the technology and skis and boots and bindings all were heavily influenced by 10th Mountain vets. And so, Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. All right. I'm blaming that one on me for some reason. I think it's all good. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no worries. Uh, where, where'd you lose me there? Um, about the... the um, about the skis on the 10th mountain vets. How, yeah, how- sure. So, so, uh, modern, the, the, the technology and skis and in boots and bindings were all in heavily influenced by 10th mountain vets. Uh, and so we were sitting around that's, uh, decided to, uh, start a distillery and make some whiskey in this town. And, uh, 
we were like, well, without the 10th mountain guys, we want to have our freedom and we want to be skiing a great mountain. And, uh, so let's start a distillery, name it an honor to those guys and support the military as much as possible, not just, uh, army, but all branches across the board. So, uh, that's what we set out to do. And, uh, that's what, uh, that's, that's our main goal uh, every day. So. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's, Thank you. You know, you don't, you don't hear enough about that. I mean, in, in what we do, you know, you hear a lot about it, but you know, I think across the board, you don't hear about it as much as, you know, I think we should. Yeah. And a couple stories along those lines, uh, the, the 10th obviously knows what we're doing and, and they're extremely supportive of it. Uh, a lot of that reason is because we had a chance to share the history uh, and educate people about the 10th Mountain Army Division on a daily basis when they come into our tasting room at the base of the Vail Ski Mountain or at our distillery, which is which is in Gypsum, Colorado, which is about 30 minutes west of actual Vail, a uh, little lower rent district, a little west, so I had to put it down there. Um, but uh, we get a, a chance every day to, to talk about the 10th, and not a lot of people know uh, the rich history that is uh, the 10th Mountain Army Division, and there's a lot of uh, influence around our area, not only on Vail Mountain, uh, but uh, certainly just south of us at Camp Hale uh, and all around town and all around Colorado. Uh, and so uh, it's, uh, it's an honor of ours to be able to, to uh, chat with people and tell stories and, and meet modern day tent soldiers. Uh, it's funny, one of, my, one of my best friends these days, we met about six, seven years ago, but he was, uh, had just got back from deployment with the 10th and he was out here on vacation and walking right by our tasting room. And he's looked up and he's like, wait, 10th Mountain Whiskey? I'm in 10th Mountain and I like whiskey. Is that my 10th Mountain? And he walked in. He's like, what the hell? Why are you guys out here? Because he, he was currently in 10th in upstate New York. And he didn't have a clue that uh, they originated uh, out here in the 1940s. So, uh, And he and I, are we're, we're super close buds today. And so um, that's just one story of how we get to get to educate people. And uh, we really uh, love having active soldiers, veterans of uh, any branch come in and hang out with us. At our taste rooms, you'll find a lot of patches and challenge coins and different um, different memorabilia uh, that uh, people have gifted to us. And so it uh, means, means a ton to us. And then uh, in return, we certainly uh, give back to a lot of different mil- military nonprofits, not only here in our backyard, but across the country as well. That's awesome. I think that's 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 incredible. You know, my uh, my grandfather was a Marine in World War Two. So I kind of have a you know, I know it's a little different. No, absolutely. You know, I have a special place in my heart for anybody that goes in and serves because yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I never had the balls to do it. So. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And yeah, we have uh, two 10th guys that work with us. We have an Air Force and we have a Marine on staff. So on board with us, too. So that's awesome. That's yeah, great. it's great. I, Definitely. I, love, I love when companies and small businesses, you know, do that sort of thing and give back to those who, you know, defended our country. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Amen. Right. For sure. So, so why, what made you, what made you pack your shit and go to Vail of all places? Because <laughs> I love the outdoors. I love playing in the mountains and I love skiing a great mountain. So, um, I graduated with a general business degree, uh, and, uh, um, kind of put a high price price tag on, on my head on purpose, uh, in the corporate world. Cause I really didn't want to go down that road. And, uh, I really wanted to come to the mountains and, and hang out a little bit and see what happens. And, uh, sure enough, here I am 25 years later. So, uh, it's, it's that easy. I didn't, uh, didn't know a person in town at all when I first moved here and I just wanted to come up and give it a shot and see what happens. So that's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Now, when you started doing, you know, start, started to still the whiskey and all that, what, what were you looking for? What were you aiming for? Like taste wise? 
Well, it's interesting. It's uh, one of those things. Um, I certainly had my my favorite whiskeys out there, and uh, and kind of knew the direction I wanted to go, but really didn't know how I wanted to get there. And so, one of the instructors from Moonshine University, we've uh, we've become close friends and lean on each other. And he's been in he's sixty five years old or so, and he's been in the business his whole career. And so he certainly helped me direct me what direction I wanted to go. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of whiskeys across the board, uh, but certainly lean towards bourbon uh, being being here, here in the U.S. So, uh, and then rye whiskeys at that point were starting to come around, and and I think the pop, uh, popularity of rye whiskeys has increased uh, year over year over the last 10, 12 years. So, uh, our rye whiskey is certainly getting a, a lot of a lot of notice, which is nice. So. Um, I don't really, I, I, I like a lot of people are like, Hey, what, what do you typically like to drink? I'm like, well, shit, what depends what whiskey you're buying me next, I guess <laughs> is my cheeky answer. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, 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 I like bourbon. I like rice. I like scotch. I like Irish whiskeys, I like Canadian whiskeys. Uh, so you name it across the board. So, but certainly wanted to uh, hang our hat on our whiskey expressions. We also make an American single malt and we make an unaged whiskey as well. So we make four different types of whiskeys. Then a vodka, a brandy, and a cordial too. So seven spirits total. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Now, before you started, you know, before you, I guess, opened your doors, right, for the first time, how long were your barrels sitting before you decide, before you um, bottled them and started to sell Sure, them? right. Yeah, we came out with a pretty young whiskey early on. But we were aging the majority of our whiskey at that point that we were bottling in five gallon barrels. And so it would uh, it ages or matures a little quicker that way. It gets a little more oak and there's some different nuances, et cetera. Um, but it's a way to get started and get out the gate. So it was it was a young whiskey. It was it was 12 months or so. Um, and then we just recently uh, released uh, uh, our first bottle and bond. So that's a four year, 100 proof uh, whiskey. And it's not it's only for sale at our tasting rooms. Uh, but the majority of our whiskeys now are two and three years. Uh, and a lot of people are like, nine-year-old whiskey if you're nine years old. And I'm like, because because cash flow for one and supply demand. Right. Uh, so we got bills to pay, right? Um, we have 15 full-time uh, uh, people that work with us, uh, let alone keeping uh, all the raw material flowing in so we can keep the whiskey flowing out. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, early on, just get going. It was, we were proud of it. Certainly, uh, we're excited about it and super proud of it, but it was a young whiskey, but, um, uh, now we're getting, you know, getting better and better as the days go on. So that's awesome. Now, where are you getting yep. your barrels from? We now, the Cooper's we're using is called uh, West Virginia great barrel company. Okay. And so they're a relatively newer cooperage, but they're state of the art. The barrels are, uh, are super tight. They don't leak, which is really important yeah. <laughs> for us. Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons, right? Now, we were using a company called Barrel 53 out of Missouri. They were great barrels as well, a great group to work with, but barrels are extremely hard to come by. Uh, West Virginia Great Barrel Company is a larger organization. Hey, everyone, don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center, dcucenter.com. Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts. They have hockey. They have indoor football. They have everything you would want for entertainment right here in central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. Are right, you there? Yeah, let's hope that this is the, um, the money load right here. <laughs> is that on my side or your side or what's going on i'm not know. sure i don't know yeah 
I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because I have full service. I'm sure you have full service. Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. I have full battery life. I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm even plugged in here. So yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the barrels, you were saying that the West Virginia company was really good. And... Yeah, exactly. Right. So we're locked in with the uh, West Virginia Great Barrel Company. Uh, and so uh, barrels are extremely hard to come by, especially for newer distilleries that are out there that don't have a uh, business relationship with one of these cooperages. And so it's really nice to uh, be able to not have to worry about where our barrels are coming from next. So thank goodness. Now, are you at a, are you reusing your barrels at all? You know, we do a little bit, not to make our bourbon awry because you can't reuse a, a barrel a second time, but we are, uh, we had an opportunity to start making brandy. So I've got a friend that has a vineyard in Monterey, California. He had a lot of Pinot Noir that uh, uh, we we got and um, are making uh, brandy out of. So we started doing that just uh, about four years ago or so. And so we're able to, we distill that Pinot Noir off and then age that new make, distill it from the Pinot Noir uh, in our used bourbon barrels. So that's one way we reuse them. We also have a collaboration with a uh, maple syrup farm in Ohio. And they're making, they age their maple syrup in our barrels and then send it back to us. And it makes a great uh, bourbon aged maple syrup it's uh, absolutely out of this world and then um, <clears throat> we're doing a similar collaboration with a local honey farm here in Colorado and then there's uh, there's a, a facility called HATS it's an uh, army station that stands for high altitude aviation training site and it's uh, just a few minutes away from our distillery and they take they train our helicopter pilots to fly in altitude and so there's a number of soldiers that are stationed at that uh, at that uh, uh, airport there. And so we've gotten to know them. They hang out at our place pretty much every Friday night. And so we become close friends with them. And one of those pilots started his own coffee roasting company called Rotorhead Coffee. And so he's aging some of his coffee in our used bourbon barrels as well. And so a couple of different ways to reuse those barrels. And then we obviously we, we'll, we'll sell the barrel heads or or uh, chop up the staves, give those out to different people that want them for barbecuing and um, or people who want the whole barrel for um, uh, decoration around their house. And so uh, there's certainly, uh, and we work with breweries as well a bunch, uh, do a lot of work with different breweries around the state. And so they're aging their beer in our, our barrels as well. So easy wow, enough that's... to, uh, yeah, easy enough to get rid of used barrels. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. Well, this, is, this story is fantastic. It's it's really cool how you've done this and, you know, you're really becoming, you know, it really have become, you know, quite the deal in the, in the world of whiskey, bourbon. And, well, uh, and thanks, man. It seems like we were just starting it yesterday, man. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a hell of a lot. It's a super fun industry. It's extremely supportive. Um, uh, you know, on the inside, like everyone's very supportive of each other. Um, and so, uh, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a big challenge. It's a lot of stress as well. So that means a lot for, for you to say that, man. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem, man. Well, so if you don't mind, we're going to, I'm going to get into tasting this stuff. Yeah, let's do it. And, um, you know, I saved this, you know, really just, just cause I knew I was going to talk to you. Um, so the one I have here, the one you sent me is from batch 67 it was bottled on march 6th of this year yep so i have it open let's i'm gonna crack it open and that's our uh, 10th mountain rye whiskey you have there right oh i'm opening the bourbon Is that bourbon okay that's the bourbon okay great yeah. got a good pop there that sounds good to yeah. start <laughs> these, 
you know, these bottles are hefty too. I like it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Like, yeah. It's no, you know, it's no bullshit here. And so, so that's I, a 92 proof bourbon you're about to sip on there. So when you say batch 67, I know, you know, I've seen things all over the place. Again, I'm not a technical, I'm not the technical guy. Um, so explain to us what that means. Yeah, sure. Right. So when we're batching together, so we'll take a couple barrels and combine them together. Uh, we start age, we uh, enter the barrel at about 120 proof. And while it ages where we're located, we lose water uh, out of the barrel. So water will evaporate. A lot of people refer to it as the angel share. And a lot of places they'll actually lose the, the, the alcohol that distill it from the barrel, but where we're located, we lose the water. And so after a couple years of aging, uh, there's going to be less water, but the distillate is still there. So the proof actually increases as it ages. So it's going to be 125, 128 proof. Uh, we have barrels that are even 140, 145 proof now. Uh, but once we, yeah, we'll take a couple barrels, combine them together, make sure the flavor profile is right. But uh, the point I was getting to that uh, when we dump barrels, combine them together, the proofs call, say it's going to be about 128, but then we use a reverse osmosis water to cut that down to bottle strength, which is 92 proof. And when we do that all together and put those barrels together uh, and bottle that batch, that's, that's what a batch is there. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, I typically don't like bourbon. I know, I know, sacrilegious, right? <laughs> um, but this, this is smooth. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm typically a big, you know, uh, my whiskey, my bourbon, my, you know, whatever on the rocks, and I don't even need it. I don't right. need it with this. Yeah, exactly. Right. Thank you. It's like, uh, and a lot of people come into our taste room. And a lot of people uh, that enjoy whiskeys will try to make a snap judgment immediately before they even knows the whiskey, taste the whiskey. Uh, they'll try to make a snap judgment on how good it is when they ask how old is is your whiskey. And all right, all right, there. Yeah. So oh, cool. Let's uh, let's hope we don't get cut off. <laughs> we'll see here it's all oh, good god i feel like i feel like such an asshole oh no worries ain't no thing man so yeah no like worries. I was saying, this is you know like i said not a i'm not a not a huge bourbon fan and i'm not definitely not a huge you know neat bourbon fan but this dude i could sip this all day long yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And a lot of people uh, make a, a, a try to make a snap judgment on how good a whiskey is based on the age statement right away. And people will come to our taste rooms and ask immediately, hey, well, how old is your bourbon? I'm like, well, let us pour you a sample first. And why don't you tell us how old you think it is? And then they'll, they'll sip it and they think it's most of the times they're guessing a four or five or six year old uh, bourbon. Uh, and then they're surprised. I think what you have there is a two year old. Uh, and yeah. you have to disclose the youngest that's in the bottle, but there's uh, probably a little bit of three mixed in there, and possibly a little four as well. So, um, so yeah. But a lot of people are surprised that it's a as smooth as it is for 92 proof two year old bourbon. So, yeah. You know, I, again, I'm gonna sound like a total douche, and I'm not. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But when I like when I smelled it, when I when I got it on the nose, it had almost like a like a wine scent, like that. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know what that is. I've actually never have come across that and all the all the bottles i have here in front of me but um 
it's great. It's so smooth. Like excellent. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. We'll take it. We'll take it. You know, I love hearing everyone's different descriptions on it. Um, everyone's palate is different, is what we we say, and and it's the it's the truth, right? Everyone's palate's different, so everyone's gonna pick up some different notes. And so I could be, you could be on a panel with a hundred different people and ask people what they're what they're smelling and what they're tasting, and you're gonna get a hundred different answers, yeah. <laughs> more than likely. So uh, and there's there's the best thing is there's no wrong answer. So right. Right. You know, that's how I see it. You know, I see reviews on bourbons and whiskeys and rice and all that shit all the time on, you know, TikTok and everything. And everybody's got, you know, something to say about it. And then there's arguments and it's like, you know what? Do you like it? <laughs> yes. Do you yeah. not? No. All right. Well, oh, yeah. who gives a shit? You know? Yeah. I would say, all right, if you don't like it, wait till your in-law comes over and give it to them. Right. No shit. Or you know, right. when your in-laws come over, just keep drinking it because you'll like it by the time they're gone. <laughs> yeah, totally right. Exactly. <laughs> One way or the other, right? Or give it to yeah, your buddy that, that's coming over that uh, doesn't appreciate whatever, right? But yeah, if, if you don't, if you like it, great. But if you don't, there's, you know, move on to the next bottle. All good. No, yeah. no harm, no foul. Yeah. I mean, so. dude, my, my in-laws live with me. So I, you know, I, I bury myself <laughs> in my office quite often. <laughs> there you go huh? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna jump over to the rye because you know like like i said earlier the rye is becoming really one of my favorites you know i've been i feel like i've been going to rise more often than not lately um so i'm i'm super psyched i have this um you want to tell us a little bit about the rye there's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas, anywhere in those parts. Here in New England, we are missing Southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine. But right now, fear not, we have the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint up in Medford, Massachusetts, just a little north of Boston. Um, if you're in the area or coming to visit the city, go check them out. They're at 175 Rivers Edge Drive. That's in Medford, Massachusetts. Again, check out their website, theporchsouthern.com. They have live music. They have the best food in New England. I'm going to just say it right now. The best food in New England for that Southern hospitality, that Southern fair. You won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with them. Check them out again, theporchsouthern.com. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures and whatnot all come from the dirt road scholar supply company a big thank you to those guys out there drsupplyco.com check them out canadian company great stuff check them out well what do you think <laughs> you know i don't like the fact that i'm gonna have to edit the shit out of this <laughs> totally uh, right now i have to blend shit together and oh my god but anyway um so yeah the fantastic we're moving over to the rye tell us a little bit about uh, your rye. Yeah, sure. So uh, a lot of times, especially with newer whiskey drinkers, we like to compare rye whiskey versus bourbon by saying uh, rye bread versus cornbread. So you're going to get rye whiskeys are going to be a little spicier. The rye grain is going to be a little spicier, certainly a little more complex. Our rye whiskey is going to be a little more full bodied going to have a little drier finish. Our bourbon is going to be a little sweeter, some, uh, certainly a lot more corn notes. Uh, and so it just kind of depends what you prefer on your own palate or what you prefer taste-wise. 
our rye whiskey is a, a little less octane. It's 86 proof versus the 92 proof the bourbon was. And so uh, our rye whiskey certainly is our most awarded spirit. Our bourbon is our best seller. Uh, so, you know, I, I, all I can smell is caramel off of this and I love it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. And then, uh, yeah, well, certainly, uh, once you have a sip, it's going to be a little more, uh, complex spirit. You're going to get some, some graham cracker, probably some, uh, <laughs> certainly the caramel in it. Um, some, maybe some baking spices, some all spice of sorts. So, yeah. Um, there's a lot going on with that rye whiskey there. This is great too. This is really good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm a big old fashioned guy. Right. And this is this is this is like the perfect old fashioned well, rye. Yeah, that's my favorite cocktail is the Tenth Mountain Rye Old Fashioned. So that's that's my go to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn it! I think I have found my new rye. <laughs> There's a bar down in Atlanta. They uh, sell a ton of old fashions. It's a little speakeasy uh, down in Atlanta, and uh, they've they had they were using the same rye whiskey for years, and then got introduced to our the Tenth Mountain Rye, and they're like, "Yeah, we're switching. Good job, yeah. guys. We're switching on the spot." Yeah, so this that is, was pretty pretty good feather in the cap. This is this is fantastic, and you know, for people that have listened to you know me and this show before, like they know there's no bullshit here. And, you know, I'm not just telling you this because you're on the other on the line. If it's sucked, right. I'd be like, Ryan, this isn't for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I do definitely appreciate the honesty in one yeah. way or the other. So, yeah, I'm glad you like it. I do. I do. You know, Good. I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've been like a bullet rye guy for now for the last sure. couple of years. And this is, oof, this is killing that for sure. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hmm. Damn. Yeah, it's a good bottle, isn't it? Damn. <laughs> right? Shit. You know, you know what sucks about this is like when I get bottles sent to me, you know, from places that I can't easily access, um, I like don't – I don't drink them because it's like once they're right. gone, they're gone. Um, but actually I was just looking and it looks like a couple of liquor stores not too, too out of the way for me have Tenth Mountain. So – yeah, we're getting some decent distribution up in your neck of the woods there. And then uh, we can't sell direct ourselves, but if you go on our website, uh, 10thwhiskey.com, we use a third-party fulfillment company that fulfills all of our online orders for us. Uh, you have to jump through the three-tier system to be fully compliant and all that uh, federal and state uh, liquor law stuff. And so um, we use a, a third-party fulfillment company, and uh, so you can get it shipped direct to direct to your door, um, at least to thirty-five different states around the country. So, so how does that work? <laughs> yeah, you want to keep this podcast interesting, or you want to bore everybody? No, no, I, no, I don't give a shit. They, they can be bored. They can, I don't, I don't give a fuck. This is my show. Well, tra- yeah, tradition, traditionally, uh, so traditional distribution, three tier distribution. Uh, the distillery sells to a distributor. Distributor sells to a bar, restaurant, liquor store, and then the consumer buys it from there. Uh, obviously, you can buy everything else direct to consumer via Amazon or online in one way, one way or another. Uh, alcohol is still governed by prohibition laws from a hundred years ago almost. And yeah. so it makes it a lot more difficult 
There are some workarounds now, but in order to do the proper workarounds legally, uh, you can't have a distilling license. And so we don't have an opportunity to sell direct to consumer ourselves since we obviously have a distilling license, manufacturing license. Uh, and so we, we're required to use a third party to ship our orders direct to consumer. So, huh. Now, is that kind of like across the board? And, you know, again, we're, we're talking industry and all that. Yeah. Because- I'm I'm sure you know by now. Um, I'm I'm not sure what happened, but Eric Church told Jack Daniels to go fuck themselves last week or the week before, and he's putting out his own stuff. Right. Yeah. And I looked into it to uh, you know get a bottle myself, and they I couldn't get it because of where I lived. Right. So how does that work? Is yeah, it's tr- it's tricky, right? Um, and I'm not sure what uh, distillery church has aligned with. Uh, and then so I'd have to know that first and then see who they're using. So there's a, a couple different uh, third-party fulfillment companies that are shipping high-proof spirits. Um, beer and wine is treated differently. You've yeah. been able to order wine to your door for 15 years or so now. Yeah. And the laws are slowly changing for spirits, uh, and there are a couple, I think there's eight states plus D.C., when there are reciprocal states where if you live in one and you can buy uh, spirits from a distillery in another one as long as they reciprocate to each other. Uh, but uh, and, and the laws are changing maybe in another five years or ten years. The, it'll look differently for distilleries. Um, but uh, then there's the different fulfillment companies will have different will be li- fully licensed in different states. And so although the one, the company that we use can reach 35 states, another third party company might only be able to reach say 22 states or something like that. So, okay. yeah, so it's, it's super tricky along those lines and it's frustrating uh, not only for us from the distillery side, but it's extremely frustrating from a consumer standpoint as well. Right. Right. Now, now I won't ask you on the air, but maybe I'll ask you, through text at a later time on how I was able to get these, but we'll go, we'll go, we'll go sure. later. Well, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, we, we used our third party fulfillment company and sent them through them. Oh, okay. So that's how we, that's how we send out all of our, all of our sample bottles. Uh, and when we're gifting bottles, even friends and family, uh, in order to be compliant, I just, I ship them. We just, uh, go through our, our third party company. So, oh, all right. yeah. 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 Because there's been times where, like, you know, we, we've talked to people and they're like, listen, we can't we can't send it to you. And I'm right. Like, oh, OK. And but then, you know, like I look into it and I'm like, all right, well, I guess it makes sense, even though all these other companies yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. And the guys like if you wanted to ship a bottle of whiskey to your buddy in, in Texas or Florida or wherever, you could do it and you're probably not going to get caught, but uh, it is frowned upon. It is illegal. Even, for, even consumer to consumer. Yeah. Uh, it's done. It's done every day. Right. Right. But right. It's still, if, uh, if a bottle uh, breaks and then you get USPS after you or FedEx or something, well, you're pretty much out of luck. You can't claim insurance on it because it's illegal. So just make sure it's packaged. Right. <laughs> if you're going right. to do that. So, right. like uh, I have- I have a friend that lives in Illinois and she sent me a bunch of stuff. I mean, I probably yeah. have this on the air. But, <laughs> yeah. um, and like one of the bottles broke and she was, and it was a bottle of Eagle rare. And I was so devastated. Who's you? you there? God. Oh yeah. I got you still. I'm going to just where I am. <laughs> Don't breathe. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I was devastated when those bottles broke. 
Right. Totally. Right. And yeah, and we really can't, you can't claim insurance on it. I, right. Maybe you could, I, I don't think you can though, but uh, yeah, you're always taking a risk. So it better be a good friend, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was, uh, she was bombed, but yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's extremely frustrating. We're, I mean, we're living in a world where marijuana is legal in the majority, a lot of states and, and you can ship direct to consumer everything else under the sun, but right. even even out other alcohols, but you can't ship a high proof spirit, uh, which is just ridiculous. But uh, those laws are changing. There's more pressure for those laws to be changing. So, yeah, it's it's insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane. Um, so yeah, what what else do we got coming from Tenth Mountain, or is what you have? What you're gonna do now for a while? You know, I think we're we're pretty focused on what we're doing right now. Um, so I mentioned our 10th Mountain Brandy. Uh, that is uh, about to be recognized by USA Today. I think uh, it's pretty pretty high up in, in the brandy world, which is going to be fun. Uh, that's going to come out in about a week from now when we're recording this. So, um, But it was recognized last year as one of the top five brandies in the country. Uh, and again, that was made from uh, Pinot Noir grapes from Monterey Valley, California, which is kind of fun, aging our used bourbon barrels. Uh, and then uh, we have an American single malt. We started making that about four years ago, but uh, we are slowly, for the last two years or so, you've only been able to get it at our tasting rooms. Uh, but we're starting to let a couple of our distributors get some bottles of that, um, super allocated at this point. But we're lying down more and more of that, and so we're going to start growing that brand as well in American single malts are the next big whiskey category coming around. So, yeah. uh, and then just getting, uh, um, just lying down more, more of our, uh, 10th mountain bourbon and 10th mountain rye whiskey. So, uh, and then we, again, we have a potato vodka, uh, vodka drinkers, there's 35% of the overall spirit market. And so if you're not a, um, a whiskey drinker, more than likely if you're drinking spirits, you're going to be drinking vodka. So I don't want to ignore that. And then we have a cordial as well, which is Alpenglow cordial, which is a sage peach vanilla cordial. So, which is going to be a little sweeter. Uh, it's a great seller once people taste it, but, uh, um, the cordial as an overall market, think along the lines of Grand Marnier or Tuwaka, uh, something along those lines, um, gold schlager kind of on the sweetness side. Uh, but, uh, so it's a smaller overall category, but once people taste our Alpenglow cordial, um, <laughs> they're buying it and it, yeah. and it mixes, mixes great with our rye whiskey actually. So it's oh, a lot of fun. Damn. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I can't wait. So, to, I can't wait to get, catch a flight to Colorado just to come in. Please, get, please, absolutely. Get, get all this shit that I can't get. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Else. Right, and bootleg it back to the Northeast. There, that's right. right. That's right. So, how, so, why do you do that? Do you do that? You know, kind of as a, you know, as a marketing. I don't want to say ploy. I say ploy because you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, no, not necessarily. Right. There's, I mean, there's scarcity factor to just kind of naturally built into it. Sure. Um, I mean, we're, we're not running our still 24 seven yet, Yeah. but, um, from seven days a week, 24 hours a day, we're probably running it about 70% of the time. Uh, and we were, we're pri privately owned. I own hundred percent of the company. I'm not a trust funder. I, again, I begged, borrowed, and stole as much money as I could gather to get this thing off the ground. Uh, yeah, we're we're nine years into it, but it, again, it feels like a startup from yesterday. And so, I don't have any big investors in my back pocket. I'm not raising a hundred million dollars like uh, some some businesses do out there. And so, uh, we're growing this uh, on a uh, you know on on our cash flow and on a shoestring. And so, it's uh, a lot of our what drives our business is our passion and our grit. 
And so, uh, and we're, we can only work so many days and, uh, there are so many hours in a day and, uh, and I can't just go out and hire, uh, five more distillers and throw up another five, five different stills to, to start running. Um, because I'm not bringing on a big ass investment either. So, right. Um, so yeah, there's, there's scarcity built in. It's not a marketing ploy and we're, uh, we're growing slowly, but surely and, uh, lying down and, and just traditionally nature of the beast, uh, this stuff needs to age. So, uh, our unaged spirits we can make today and sell it tomorrow in essence. I mean, it takes about a week for that process to happen with the fermentation process, the cook, the fermentation and distillation. Uh, but in essence, we can make it today and make it this week and sell it next week. Um, but uh, our, our aged spirits, that takes a while for it to age. And so uh, you just kind of have to slowly but surely grow this thing. So, yeah. Oh, man, Ryan, you know, I got to I got to tell you. And I, again, I'm not blowing smoke up your tell you straight flat <laughs> out right um out of all of the whiskey bourbon you know distillers you know everything that we've come into contact with like you you guys and what you're doing out there uh, i can't tell you how much of this relationship that we are we are building are that i i I appreciate more than anything in this world. I can't even, I'm not even exaggerating. Oh, hello. Did you, did I lose you? I got you. Oh yeah. Are you there? Yep. I got you. Sweet. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, yeah, totally, right? Yeah, yeah. where I was going with that, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense with, you know, country music and whiskey go, really go hand in hand, and so, or any kind of music for that matter, but certainly country music, and uh, one of the things I often say, I mean, it's, uh, this business is stressful, and uh, it's challenging, and but there's certainly a lot of fun in it, and and uh, I've uh, met some great musicians, and I've been at some of the same events, uh, and just uh, with some country music uh, singers and musicians, and and call a couple of uh, um, uh, professional musicians out there, close friends at this point, uh, because I like their music and they like our whiskey. And so we're like, hell, we make a good team. So it's great. Yeah. that's Well, you got to give me those contacts, bro. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do for sure. <laughs> I was thinking about inviting one of my close friends on tonight, um, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, double check with him. Maybe I can introduce you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Next time. Absolutely. Love it. Would love it. Yeah. Um, well, Ryan, you know, Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know we've had some technical difficulties, and I thank you so much for for dealing with my bullshit. Um, hey, no, that's why we got a little whiskey here, right? Yeah, that's right. So that's all right. Uh, actually, I wanted to ask you. I saw something, and we shared it not too long ago about you guys coming to New England. What is it next year? Well, we're we're up there. We're distributed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and New York right now. We're talking to a distributor in Maine and Vermont as we speak. So, oh, cool. uh, so we are we do have distribution up there, but again, it's one of those things where it just kind of takes some time to grow. Yeah, distribution is the biggest challenge of it. Um, but the good part is that we do have distributors in your neck of the woods up there. And then also uh, we can uh, sell direct to consumer via our, our third party, but you can just go on our website and buy bottles there and we can, uh, uh, or they can ship into the state, but it, it looks like it's coming from us, but they fulfill our, our orders to keep uh, all the, all the attorneys out there happy. So, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we are, we're up there in that neck of the woods and, uh, we have a full-time guy that's, uh, that lives up there. And so he's working with our distributors and, uh, slowly getting the word out. So if there's, if you know of a good, uh, spot that we should be in or have a connection with the bar, restaurant, liquor store, VFW and golf course, uh, class six or PX on any kind of middle, uh, army bases, air force bases or anything along those lines, then point them our way. We we're always open to introductions that way. So, oh man, oh, you yeah. just opened a can of worms. I'm not telling, I'm not lying to you. I got, some, <laughs> I got some crazy connections. Like we could, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so happy, you know, we're going to, um, I meant to do it last week, but I wanted to kind of do it at the same time of you and I talking and we're actually going to, what's today? Today's Tuesday. We're actually going to release this for the next whiskey Wednesday we do. Okay, so great. The next week. Um, and we're going to also announce, you know, our kind of, our qua- I say quasi, but I I think it's a little more important than that. But our 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 relationship and our our quote unquote partnership that we've kind of built and our agreements and all that and um, you know we're gonna make like an official announcement with this same when the episode comes out. So next Wednesday, the whole or this Wednesday, if you're listening on Wednesday, uh, the whole world will know of our of our uh, you know official quote unquote partnership. Damn it. Hello, Marco. Man, we made it like 18 minutes that time. I know. And you know what? I'm this time I'm blaming the mountains. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, too funny. So I don't know how much of that you heard, but I was going to just say that. Yeah, I think I got uh, I think I got it all right that you're going to announce the partnership when this uh, episode comes out next Wednesday, right? Yes, yes, good, good. I, I'm glad you heard all that because I was like, I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm like, you know, on my knees in front of you, bowing to you, and now you don't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, no, that sounds great, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's share the good word of Tenth Mountain Whiskey up in the Northeast, and yeah. uh, and uh, have a good time with everybody, and and again. A little whiskey, a little music, and uh, that's a good way to go through life. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, you know, I'm hopeful that you know, with our our footprint here, and you know, in other parts of the country now at this point. Um, God, I hate saying that because it sounds so arrogant. But um, you know, I hope hopefully we can help you push push this brand because it's absolutely fucking fantastic. Awesome, thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Every 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 bit counts. That's for sure. That's right. Well, man, thank you so much. I just wanted to send the link back just to kind of, you know, end this on a, on a, on a thank you. And, you know, I, I can't, again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and, and 10th Mountain and everything you're doing. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us on and uh, look forward to uh, the future and having some fun with you guys. Same, same, man. Same. Any, and in any time you're up this way, let us know and we'll get together and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll shoot the shit and, and enjoy yeah. some whiskey. That's right. That's right. Yeah, look forward to it. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. Have a good Thanks, night. Right. We'll talk to you later. You See too. ya. Bye. Hey, guys, I just want to tell you about this new app that we have partnered with with Distilly. It lets you find local distilleries wherever you are. You can download the app on Apple and Android. Follow them on Instagram at the Distilly. T-H-E-D-I-S-T-I-L-Y. 
you won't want to miss this. This is a great app, especially if you like the distillery thing. Check it out. It definitely beats craft beer by a million. Check it out, guys. Cheers. Well, there you have it. Our first Whiskey Wednesday with this with a CEO distiller, what have you, of a whiskey brand or bourbon or you know anything along those lines. Ryan Thompson from 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company out of Vail, Colorado. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed all of the uh, the uh, snafus in there. Um, you know, we had a really good, we had some good laughs about it. Um, so a big thank you to Ryan for um, being a good sport about it. You know, it it's embarrassing. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, this is a real show. This is a real honest to God show. And, you know, it sucks when shit like that happens, but it happens. You know, this is technology. This is a show business. You know, things are bound to happen. And um, you know what? I'm super happy with the way the conversation turned out and being able to talk to Ryan about the bourbon and the rye. It's honestly, you know, I wasn't bullshitting Ryan. You know, this bourbon is fantastic. The rye is just as good, if not better than anything I've ever tasted in my life. Like I told you, like I said in the episode, bullet rye has been my go-to. Now, 10th Mountain rye is is my go-to it is uh, again not blowing smoke if i thought it sucked i would have told him right in the episode i don't like bourbon i said it i'm not a big bourbon fan but this this bourbon was smooth as butter it was it's absolutely delicious if you can get your hands on a bottle of the 10th mountain bourbon rye really anything they have do it do it. You will not be disappointed. Um, so yeah, thank you, Ryan, for everything. You know, I, it's, it's one of those bottles where, you know, I kind of talked about in the episode where like, I don't, I want to drink it, but I don't because I don't want it to, to be gone. Um, but luckily enough for us, we can get it around here now. So I can just hop on down to the liquor store, pick it up and, um, you know, call it a, and I'd be happy to support those guys as always, you know, for supporting us. So, that's it. You know, we're going to, like I said, we're going to do this. We're going to try to do this once a month. So, you know, big thank you to Ryan for kicking it off. Um, I'm not really sure who we're going to have next month. We're kind of in the works with it. Um, there will be somebody in June and July and hopefully going forward. Um, we kind of have everything set up already. So big thank you to everybody involved for doing this. And we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now, for those of you that haven't listened to the episode we just put out yesterday, actually. Um, we do have Cameron Marlowe coming to Off the Rails in Worcester, one of our one of our partner venues. A big, big thank you to Off the Rails for everything they do for us as well. Again, Cameron Marlowe this Saturday night, May the 27th. It's Memorial Day weekend, everyone. Happy Memorial Day weekend coming up. Um, Cameron Marlowe will be here in Worcester, here in Central Mass. Um, so if you're local, come out, grab tickets, come out and see a hell of a show. Um, I mean, hell, even if you're not local and you can get the means to be here, you, this is a, this is a small, intimate venue. You're not going to see Cameron Marlowe in a venue this small, um, for much longer. Um, so just do it. Come on out, come on out to Worcester. Um, you won't be disappointed. Great, great food around here. You know, great, 
great drinks, great if you like, you know, local microbrews, IPAs, that sort of thing. We have a lot of great um, craft beers around here, um, some great craft distilleries as well. So come on out to Worcester. You won't be disappointed for Cameron Marlowe this weekend. Um, we have our next, you know, regular scheduled programming um, coming out Monday on the Dirt Road FM. A big thank you to those guys. We broadcast our weekly episodes there every week at 8 o'clock Eastern. You get an abbreviated version of the episode. And then at midnight, the regular long firm, long firm, long form Whew. Long form version of the podcast will be out at midnight. So Tuesday at midnight, um, Tuesday morning, Monday night, however you want to look at it. That's when those come out. Um, so for those of you that have never been here, thank you so much for tuning in today. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. You know, we've got it all. Um, we would love to have you um, be a part of this family as well. So thank you for tuning in. Remember, guys, here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, it's all about real people, real stories, real country music, you know, and now we're real whiskey, real, real bourbon. Love it. I love that we've been able to incorporate this finally like I've wanted to for quite some time. So, guys, until next time, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass, y'all. Cheers. <laughs>